This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council On Air comes to you 6pm Tuesdays here on OR 105.4 FM and 1575 AM. To hear the latest from the Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council and celebrate unity through diversity. DMEC On Air, 6pm Tuesdays with podcasts available anytime from oar.org.nz, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Kiora, Wanakam, Nihama, Aslamalaikum, in all the different languages to you all listening to DMCC on air now. Dunedin Multicultural Council now. So for a while now, we have been renamed from Multi-Ethnic Council to Multicultural Council. Okay, today I won't talk too much because we have a very important guest and an important topic to discuss. So before we, we move forward, uh, I just want to remind everybody that there is a Multicultural Council AGM this Saturday at 12 o'clock All Saints Church. That's in front of the Alhambra Rugby Club. We have the AGM, so please come along. Please register. You can go to our Facebook page. You can go to our website to register. It's only $5. And register. You can nominate anybody. You can come and vote. Uh, But please check with the people you are nominating that they can uh, spend some time as a volunteer for the Dunedin Multicultural Council. Okay, so let's get into the topic today. Today we have a special guest uh, in the studio. Uh, we have Supriya. So, yeah, we have Dr. Supriya Rajapan uh, from the sociology department. Okay, she just finished her uh, graduation. So she finished her PhD last year and just finished the graduation. So she's a brand new doctor. So she, her thesis should be very fresh in her mind. So the thesis is titled, Do You Speak Indian? The Bullying Experiences of Indian High School Students in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Okay, let's hear about it. Hi, Supriya. Welcome to DMCC On Air. How are you today? Hi, Lex. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy and thank you for inviting me for this show. I'm so excited to present my results or talk about my research uh, in the show. Supriya, tell me, where do you come from? What's your background? Where do you originate from? Uh, I was born in uh, Kerala and I was brought up in West Bengal uh, till three years um, uh, because my dad was an army officer. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then we moved back to uh, Kerala um, and I was raised and um, brought up in uh, over there. My studies were done in Kerala. Like I would identify uh, as a Malayali or a Malu Mm -hmm. um, and or as an Indian. Okay, for the Indian Multicultural Council people who are listening, Kerala is a state in South India. Right, and the people from Kerala are called Malayalis, right? And the language is spoken there is called Malayalam. Okay, so you were you went to West Bengal, so you have yeah. traveled around India. Uh, not yeah? uh, because it was I was too young during yeah. that time. I, I was there only till three, like my age three. Yeah. So I don't remember. I don't have much memories about that. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I came back and started schooling in uh, Kerala. So yeah, okay. my dad cool. was working there. Okay, so somehow, mm-hmm. before this t- thesis and, and getting into sociology, yeah. uh, how did you decide to go down this path? Because, you know, in India, mm-hmm. we know that all the parents want the kids to do medicine or uh, dentistry or engineering. Mm-hmm. So when you told your parents, I want to do sociology, 
mm-hmm. right how mm-hmm. did you how did that start you know how did that spirit the interest start in you actually um it was uh, uh it was not um, uh, like i was uh, i i haven't chosen that feel it was the destiny that i should say destiny bring that to me because uh, my dad was um, my, my dad passed away when i was uh, doing my plus one or uh, year 11 then uh, i had to go through some other jobs like i had to manage the uh, house and um, i did a government i got a government i got um, psc like the pu- public service commission uh, i passed the test and i got the job so i um, looked after my home for some time then i did my studies myself like i was working in government service and part time i was uh, doing bachelor's in social work mm-hmm. then after that why social work why why social work because i want to do something for the community because i was say i i would say uh, i was a regular volunteer for art of living programs uh, back in india i was uh, doing my yoga and i was uh, doing some sevas in the community so in art of living we were taught that you know uh, working for the uh, marginalized is seva so i was um, working uh, like uh, seva is service service in, so in, in english seva service. is Service. service yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i was i wanted to do something for the community as a service so that's why i selected social work mm-hmm. and then after doing my bachelor's uh, along with my job i started doing my masters as a regular student in amrita vishwavidyapeetham uh, where is that coimbatore uh, like the university is in coimbatore i did in uh, kollam uh, like near to the amrita um, uh, college uh, so then i passed with university first rank and uh, i same time i did uh, my university Gra- grants commission test and jrf i got the junior junior research fellowship from india to do phd uh, at that time i got married and i came to new zealand uh, from that time uh, i wanted to where be- did you come to new zealand where did you land uh, auckland auckland <laughs> auckland okay. yeah uh, we were in auckland for uh, i think 8 years um 8 right. years or no 5 years 5 years so like 2015 to 2000 uh, no 4 years uh, 2019 yeah Okay good. Yeah. So now you've got a scholarship now you wanted to do a PhD, PhD in yeah. sociology. Yeah. And now you need to find a topic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why this topic? because um i want i was always interested in um doing the research in children and adolescents uh, like my masters research was looking uh, looked on the aggressive um, school uh, school like the school bullying uh, not school bullying the aggressive um, um, aggression on let adolescent boys in schools so uh, i always wanted to research something on the children and adolescents and uh, when i come to new zealand um, i was volunteering for a anti bullying program Mm-hmm. so uh because uh, i want to work with children i uh, i went over there and um, attended their uh, anti bullying sessions i was really interested in the work they were they were providing for the community uh, and um, in one of the session uh, one how bad was it i mean how 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 many how many kids were being treated or, or treated or being looked after by the anti bullying organization um, like um it was like a training session it was not like we were not involved with the uh, like the students who are bullied we were given training to students how to tackle how to deal with bullying like the uh, coordinator will teach them how to deal with bullying is kind of you know uh, the bully uh, oh, so they were training the training the students how yeah. to uh, treat uh, the students who uh, report bullying so mm. the uh, students will come and uh, like they will select uh, like those um, or the schools i think schools are uh, selecting uh, particular students and they will send send them for training and they will um, you know um, address the issue when they, when this uh, when, I, when when another students report the issue so uh, 
it was kind of uh, in one session i um, i remember a migrant student um, she told me how she was excluded from schools because of the low cost clothes she wear and um, and because of uh, this uh, she was not uh, included in the friendship groups and she she was not allowed to uh, you know having a lunch together and how she was excluded and uh, and uh, because her parents there they were recent migrants their parents want to want her to work in their community uh, like their family um, shop so she had to do uh, work in their shops as well this will prevent her uh, after after school so this will prevent her um, uh, like doing um, going out with the friends and enjoying with them so she was like she was always um, you know excluded from the friends group so it sparked me uh, because of my interest in the study topic and also as a, as I'm a new immigrant i and i can understand how the parents will be going through and uh, because they are into a new community they had to build up uh, their home there they had to uh, get a new um, living there so uh, it will uh, uh, i can understand as a parents but from a uh, mm. as an insider from a parents perspective and also from a student perspective as, as someone who understand the culture right what did you, what about you when you first arrived in arrived in new zealand mm-hmm. as a, as a new migrant yeah. you know did you face any racism or any bullying or any any sort of you know along that line yeah definitely because um i remember when i was uh, working uh, for um a government organization i won't um, name it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so uh, i was working as a, a school dental assistant uh, um and i was um, like a dental assistant i was assisting the dentist uh, like the sorry the dental therapist and i was wearing the like the hindu like the red color chain mm-hmm. and some um, uh, someone uh, over there was uh, with the uh, child was shouting oh she is wearing this and you know it is not uh, good to wear this during the clinical procedures Mm-hmm. so i was like i am wearing a gloves so it kind of a um, uh, it's a part of our culture and mm. uh, over that i am wearing gloves and uh, over it and it's kind of a um, racism uh, mm-hmm. I, i feel and also many times so many people ask me do you speak hindu or hindi and mm. uh, also as a person who is hailing from uh, kerala uh, mm. i would say that i don't know <laughs> how to like i can understand hindi yeah. but yeah. it's very difficult for me to speak hindi Right. you can understand really well uh so do you think uh, some of these questions uh, or some of these perceptions yeah are due to ignorance rather than racism or do you think it's racism um it's kind of cultural ignorance as well cultural uh, ignorance, ignorance yeah. as well because so majority you know yeah. so so people probably yeah are confused about uh, yeah. a lot of things you yeah. know yeah they are uh, confused because there are lots of cultures because they need like the new zealand is a multi diverse country mm. and lots of cultures are coming it's difficult for people to understand every culture mm. and um it's um uh, like there are subtle racism in some cases as well mm. i will uh, talk about oh, that definitely. when i yeah, uh, that uh, when i come to the research mm. point but uh, some are kind of like my this kind of experiences are kind of um, i feel like it's cultural ignorance mm. so understanding and valuing diversity is uh, more important it's important yeah. yeah so that's why we exist multicultural councils exist yeah. so that they can be, you know there is education there is learning and there is uh, inclusion and yeah. acceptance um Okay so I want to come back to your thesis. Yeah. Right? So there is a lot to unwind in the thesis. Mm-hmm. So dear listeners if you have just lo- joined us on Otago Access Radio you are listening to Dunedin Multicultural Council on air 105.4. 
okay if you want to call into the studio and talk to our guest dr supriya and she's to- talking about bullying you know her research which she did uh, in the indian students from year 13 age 13 to 18 years old and she did a survey she did uh, focus groups uh, and she's got some statistics to tell us right what mm-hmm. is the outcome of this thesis okay so supriya go ahead so tell us give us some of your findings from the thesis you know so the thesis your thesis is very very you know blunt do you speak indian you know mm-hmm. these are some of the sentences that a lot of people get you know here mm-hmm. right yeah uh, even in the community and mm-hmm. we sometimes shielded or ignorant what happens in the schools mm-hmm. so you went right into the schools mm-hmm. where the kids are mm-hmm. right where the children are mm-hmm. so things like these need to be addressed in the school so that you know uh we can you know address these things outside mm-hmm. uh so your thesis the bullying experience of indian high school students in aotearoa new zealand so mm-hmm. what are your findings so uh my thesis looked into three bullying uh, aspects like victimization okay what let's let's just define each of them for yeah. those who who may not know this yeah victimization means those who have been bullied like uh, uh, if a student uh, experience bullying that is victimization mm-hmm. witnessing those who have seen somebody is bullying others mm-hmm. witnessing and perpetration those who bully others so i looked into three um, aspects of bullying in my study and my study found that 83 percentage it is a um, bus majority uh, were victimized in their school last school year mm-hmm. and witnessing 90 percentage um, they have seen others were uh bullying other kids other students and 50 percent has reported that they were they have bullied other students mm. yeah i see so these are staggering statistics yeah 83 victimized yeah 90 witnessed it yeah they have seen it yeah and 50 percent they identified them as perpetrators so 50 percent indian students themselves yeah. so some you know when we look at bullying ethnic kids mm-hmm. you know naturally it comes to our mind okay they must be europeans who yeah. are bullying yeah. right they must be europeans who are discriminating the the ethnic kids yeah. but you know it may not be that straightforward based on your statistics yeah. you know so 50% were perpetrating bullying to towards mm-hmm. other kids mm-hmm. right So this 50% what do you think you know it cannot be racism because they're also indian kids yeah. right so yeah. what do, what do you think are the reasons yeah uh, i um, i agree that it might be two reasons like um, one my focus uh, first is like 80% of the students identified them as uh, victims and 50% as perpetrators those students who have uh, gone through victimization maybe uh, there is a, um, a term called bully uh, bully victim continu- continuation so if they are victimized they will be um, they the students may feel that okay if i am victimized i want to experience uh, give this experience to other students so they may do the same to to the other kids like it's a continuous thing so uh, it may be due to that like maybe they are victimized they want to do the same uh, like they want to give the same experience to other kids as mm. well when they are growing up or uh, other reason is like the my focus group bring out that 
those students who are getting lots of parental uh, pressure like academic pressure or family pressure like those who are new migrants they have you know low, uh, low lack of jobs and you know economic pressure in the li- and le- they are getting less support from the parents they tend to uh, uh, or uh, they are having some family violence at home they tend to bully other kids so it's kind of two reasons I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so that's 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 perpetrators. Yeah. Let's talk about the victims. You know, 83% yeah. they felt that they were they were yeah. victimized. Yeah. So do you in your survey in your study did you investigate mm-hmm. what were the circumstances under which they were victimized? Yeah. And what did they do about it? you know how did they report did they just keep quiet mm-hmm. did they report did they get an outcome yeah okay uh, my study found that the major bullying victimization types were verbal social and racial okay the let's just talk about each of them yeah, yeah define verbal, each of them uh, verbal bullying is uh, calling names or teasing uh, and uh, kind of um, uh, you for example um, one student said uh, he um, she was called you are indian or like a curry pie or something like that so it's kind of teasing uh, then um, social uh they are excluding uh from a group based on their ethnic characteristics or something else so or, so if you have a group of students you say okay yeah. you're you're indian you're, yeah, you're not part of, of the group yeah because of you are uh, indian or um yeah because of the particular ethnicity or ethnic appearance you are excluded from the group or as i said when i went to the anti bullying program that student was excluded because she don't have the clo- like the same um like uh, same economic status or she have the low cost clothes she was wearing or because of the socio economic status of the migrant community or uh, she was excluded from the school or um, uh, that is social bullying or rumors there is another thing rumors are spread like when they are growing up and two if two indian girls like boys and girls were together in a group and rumors were spread on the basis of their uh, okay they are from the same community maybe they are in a relationship or so, like uh, that is social uh, and racial based on our ethnic characteristics so my research found that even though the students said that they are socially uh, victimized uh, the underlying reason is uh, racial or based on their ethnic characteristics like uh, or the migrant char- characteristics like uh, they have low socio economic status or they have some uh, something they are seen as different from others uh, based on uh, their maybe communication their language or accent these are all things which come up uh, and uh, their et- uh, other characteristics like their worship um, like and um, most of the students reported that muslims are regularly uh, bullied in their schools like we remember the case of huda in um, mm-hmm. otago mm-hmm. uh, so uh, so uh, for example uh, first her language is uh, like uh, she, she she was told to swear in arabic right so her language is mocked then the her hijab was ripped up mm-hmm. like uh, then the, it was filmed and uh, like the cyber it was kind of a cyber victim message it was spread over through the uh, media as well mm-hmm. so um first the language it's kind of racial in the beginning then um their uh, her hijab a part of her culture is um i um uh mocked then uh, it was like then it went to the cyber uh, level so mm, okay. uh, so i uh, my research also say say um, says like even though the verbal or social or racial the 
underlying reasons will be some ethnic characteristics okay yeah. so what is the percentage of verbal what is the percentage of social what is the percentage of uh, you know racial i know i don't expect you to remember all the statistics so if you don't remember it no problem at all you can just tell me because you know i can ask you questions and you have to remember the whole book and the whole data so i i can move on to the next one if you uh, yeah um as i remember um Racial which is, is the, 43. Which is number one, yeah. Uh, verbal is the number one. Number um, one. Uh, like um, for more than 50 percentage is verbal, I think. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, all right. So, <coughs> and do you, do you actually get a data on what did they do after they, they, they get victimized? um like uh, students um said that they know where to report like they know they had to report to the school teachers deans or counselors but uh, my studies and my participants in focus groups reported they even though they know where to report uh, they don't have the confidence to report it because they feel that they may be bullied again uh, like by the or maybe they will be excluded from by the world class or group so uh, even though they know where to report most of them are not accessing the services they have the uh, the indian students lack confidence to report uh, these issues one may be uh, and also um, uh, my data say one uh, student suggested that one may be the like our cultural upbr- uh, upbringing uh, like uh, Uh, one student said when she reports this to her parents uh, the her parents said oh it's like normal in india it's like ragging mm. uh, in india it's a normal part of growing up this will grow mm. this will go when you grow up so it's a normal part of uh, cultural uh, growing up in india as a, um, as a ragging is uh, normalizing bullying as a uh, thing which is um, uh, normalizing is not uh, good so students have to the, get support from the parents that this is not normal you have to report it to the teachers uh, the confidence should uh, gain from the family itself mm, okay but but that's sometimes you know for the yeah second generation kids it's harder because parents yeah, are just more culturally oriented to the to the yeah. indian s- system right yeah um okay so now right all these all these statistics are there yeah right um what is what, what do you think now you you are a mother Mm. Right you're the mother you've got uh, you've got a little girl how old is she uh 6 uh 7 year old 7 so, yeah, year old yeah. okay so based on your data your research um does it get at any stage personal did you get worried about this data did you get worried about the findings of your study and did you get worried about you know how your daughter is going to grow up here you know what's going to happen when she goes to school yeah definitely definitely um i think it is worrying to all um indians because uh, about 65% of the indians uh, indians in um, new zealand are youth population so it's like um, worrying for the whole community because uh, the students uh, getting this experience uh, if they are getting this experience it will affect their future life as also sometimes they will lack self esteem confidence and um so uh so something should be uh, some the future policy makers or stakeholders should bring this up and do do something for the migrant communities in the world not only for the indians for the whole migrant communities in new zealand because um uh, this is the first study i think um yeah because there are lots of national studies and international studies which uh, have done but um 
none of them have focused on particular migrant community it was like for the world school or the uh, like uh, because categorization of indians as asians uh, it will um, like it will not bring out the uh, experience of each migrant community so this is a first study which which have included only indians or then nobody have uh, done this study in chinese groups or uh, some other south asian groups mm-hmm. so um, you had a look yeah, you researched yeah yes too. yes this is a first study you so you reached out to other universities with sociology departments and checked and yeah yeah so uh, it should uh, yeah it more study should come up because this is a start uh, more study should come up and do more research in this area and yep okay that's good yeah. all right we got two minutes to go now uh, uh, what are your final thoughts you know we've come to the end of the show so i want to close off uh, so what are your final thoughts to to anybody you know to the parents of these indian kids mm-hmm. so indian kids uh indian organizations there's there's tens of indian organizations all over new zealand mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then within the states we've got different state organizations as well mm-hmm. so what are your advice or what are your plea to everybody um bringing awareness on bullying is uh my uh plea like uh, uh don't normalize or like um, i know indians have the uh, like the new those who are newly migrated have more uh, cultural you know they're more culturally brown to their country and we will uh, we will aspe- uh, uh, accept in, uh, bullying as uh, uh, bullying as ragging also but teacher kids that this is not accepted and you have to give them confidence from home itself and they have to give like you know uh, report that to the teachers or to the deans and uh, or whatever or bring up a new policy uh, level uh, intervention for the migrant communities because this is a very big community and there is no bullying programs which is intended for the migrant communities uh, the basic program is like reporting to the teachers or deans or suspension or expulsion or uh, how we can prevent this and the parents have to um, identify okay why the uh, children is uh, like if if your child is bullied or not and if however to report you have to there is a bullying free framework new zealand mm. if you had to google okay. it just follow the rules and follow you you them. just identify and if you feel that somebody is bullied yeah. report report okay wonderful sorry to rush you um we have come to the close of our show um you know dear listeners if anybody is listening out there and if anyone is going to listen this podcast you know we just had the pink shirt day yeah you know so which is very appropriate for this show we just finished the pink shirt day you know standing against bullying anti bullying so those who are listening out there you know please keep an eye on your children when they go to school just check on them are they getting bullied are they bullying somebody you know make sure you develop values at home and those teachers you also check with the kids you know keep an eye on them so this is my plea as well so there are a lot of ethnic kids out there in schools they are contributing to the diversity they are contributing to the richness of this country so we need to nurture them you know we got 2 million population 2 million uh, of of the ethnic population in new zealand uh, so i'm going to close off there we run run over time and supriya thank you so much all the very best for thank the you. for the next phase 
and hope you can bring some changes in the community through your research and through your thesis and again i would like to congratulate you and wish you all the very best thank you so much all right dear listeners you're listening to the needed multicultural council on air and we thank the otago access radio for this space and don't forget all of you agm this saturday 12 o'clock noon uh, all saints church This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.